Hi, this is Sam Garman. And this is Michael Soto. You are listening to Transform. The podcast where we explore the stories and experiences of folks who are transgender. Beyond the transition. One, two, three, four. What did your mom say? What is your real name? How about those drugs that you take? And does your voice change? How come you don't feel ashamed? What kind of love do you make? But you don't care about my answers Your questions ignore me Let me tell you a story Today on the pod, we have uh, an interview with two fantastic friends who identify as non-binary. We're talking about some of their experiences um, and their opinions about things as they walk through the world of being non-binary. I think this was a super great interview because it's an opportunity for us to learn a little bit about what it's like to inhabit the space in between. Um, So often we think of being transgender as um, fully reliant on transitioning and on being moving from one thing to another in a very defined way. Uh, And so this interview gives um, opportunity to hear about what happens when that is not your story. Absolutely. Um, Some important things to note, uh, some pronouns to keep in mind. Uh, For non-binary folks, there can be a whole range of pronouns that people uh, can use, from they, them, to z here, to kokos, and many more. Additionally, some non-binary folks don't want you to use pronouns at all and just ask you to use their name uh, when you're referring to them. We will definitely say that being non-binary falls under the umbrella of trans experience in that um, it is about not being fully comfortable with the identity that was assigned to you at birth. And so um, there are there are many uh, varieties of non-binary identity, and so uh, we 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 won't just say there's there's one thing, but we want to say that some of the some of the identities you might hear about being non-binary might include genderqueer, agender, uh, two spirit, um, or being gender fluid. Those are just some of them, though. So we want right. to be um, inclusive about how folks in our community identify themselves. Just as a final note, we want to remind everyone that non-binary can fall under the larger trans umbrella, but uh, also non-binary folks can identify just as non-binary and not as trans, and that's just great. So lots of ways to to interact with these identities. No one way to do it, um, and it's really about respecting uh, that person's uh, journey and their, uh, their life. We think you're really going to enjoy this interview, so without any further ado, let's get to it. Hey everyone, how are you doing today? Good. Good. Great. Great. We're so excited that you're here with us. Um, Today, Sam and I have Kendall and Elle here talking with us in the studio, Um, and we're going to ask you all to introduce yourselves. Cool. Uh, My name's Elle. I use uh, they, them pronouns. Basically, I guess I'm kind of like on that journey right now and like figuring out where I where I feel right now. So <laughs> they, them feels really good right now. So awesome. Um, my name's Kendall. I use she and they, but most people are still using she with me for the most part. You know, I'm a parent. So my kids call me mom and all that kind of thing. Um, but I'm just kind of dipping my toe into the they waters. It feels really great. So I like that. Very nice. Yeah. Wonderful. Awesome. 
Would you tell us a little bit about your journey and your coming out? Maybe how long have you been coming out and, and on this journey? Sure, I can start with that. I came out, you know, it's funny, you kind of come out a whole bunch of different times and then you kind of pick when your official coming out is <laughs> or something. So it's kind of hard to say. But I was coming out to people that I knew pretty closely, maybe like 2012-ish, something like that. And then I think it was 2013 that my life kind of blew up. So I decided to get divorced and I decided to come out and I decided to like move out and I decided to go back to school and I decided all these things. And I decided that that year would be a good year on the actual national coming out day to just come out and say, you know, and put everyone's mind at ease. Like, yes, like, this is what's been going on. So it's been a few years for me, but in some ways it feels like it's been way longer than that. And in some ways it feels like it just happened yesterday. You know, it's just such a process. And so I've been really struck lately by um, how little I know about my roots, basically, I guess you could say. I found Mm -hmm. like some shows on Netflix and that kind of thing about, um, you know, our trans mothers, I guess you could say, (laughs) you know, and, uh, you know, I watched Paris is Burning and a few of those kinds of things. And I just was crying so much about Mm -hmm. how much I didn't know and how it'd been hidden for so long and how it's really difficult to piece it all together. Yeah. So that's kind of where I've been at lately the last few years. So it hasn't been that long for me. Cool. Uh, <laughs> I uh, uh, only came out like not even a year ago, <laughs> so it's all a bit new and a bit fresh. And um, I guess for well, so I'll kind of back up. When my wife and I um, were dating, actually, uh, I just I'd grown up pretty conservative, um, sort of Christian background, and. Uh, didn't really have any sort of vocabulary for for any of this. This was, let's see here, like maybe 12, 13 years ago. Uh, Maybe even longer, actually. (laughs) But uh, so one night we were like in our room and I told her I was gay because that was the only word I had. And and as soon as I said it, I was like, that's not it. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how to describe like what I was feeling, but I was not feeling, I guess, right um and so you know from there we got married and we had kids and it was like always kind of a thing where she's like are you gay and you're just gonna leave me or like what is that like and it was always kind of like a weird sort of thing in our relationship and then it was actually um we've been through all sorts of ups and downs and um family dramas and being totally poor and all these things. And then we were kind of at a point in our life where it was like, oh, we could like go to the mall and buy an outfit. And like, we weren't going to maybe not eat dinner that night. Like, uh, uh, and so like, you know, we'd moved into a nicer house and all these things. And like, um, and like for a long time, it was easy to blame sort of feeling off by like a lot of life situations. And it was like, so we, anyway, so we go to the mall about about a year ago, and I, at H and M, I bought a slightly feminine looking men's shirt, and she was like, "Oh, that, that's interesting. I wouldn't expect you to buy that." And I was like, "Oh, you know, I was thinking like maybe if dressing a little more like like 
queer gender neutral or something. I don't know. I didn't even, I don't even think I said something like that bold, but, uh, Mm -hmm. and then it was like the next day we were doing laundry and she looked and she's like, Oh my God, are you trans? And I was like, well, I've been thinking about gender and I don't know, like (laughs) like, a panic sort of moment. But then, uh, and you know, cause it, it was just like, it was hard to, there's so many other things in life and it was hard to like, like, okay, well now I, now I'm the husband and now I'm the dad and, you know, trying even harder to like hit that note, but (laughs) not doing that well, apparently, because I started coming out to like some of my friends and literally one of them was like, how is this different? And I was like, oh, (laughs) so you knew. It would have been cool if you told me. Yeah, Yeah. right? (laughs) Like, yeah, so, so like, uh. So, so for a lot of friends, and actually, we told two of our closest friends, we're like, "Hey, we want to talk, but it's like not bad, and it's not like you know anything like too serious or whatever." And they're like, they told us after the fact that um, they're like, "Well, we figured either you guys were having another kid or that you were coming out." And I was like, well, "Oh, okay, <laughs> cool." <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm glad you guys all had it figured out because I was a wreck. <laughs> um, but yeah, so since then it's been like uh, kind of a process of like one, like slowly coming out to friends and family and now just like being out there. Um, and then, uh, you know, two, just kind of figuring out, okay, I'm out. What is that? <laughs> what is out? So that's kind of where I'm at and that's kind of where I feel comfortable in like the they them zone is like um you know just being on the journey trying to figure out where where stuff lies yeah that's awesome awesome well you both mentioned having kids Mm -hmm. and so I'm wondering like this is like sort of we're just getting really deep in yeah Yeah. first question out of the box go for it (laughs) um and I just wonder like you know I'm also a parent so I think about how having kids impacted me and sort of my journey and so I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about that. Like, how did how did your experience with your kids shape your gender identity and gender expression? How have they received your sort of shifting gender identity, if they have? Yeah. Uh, so um, we have two kids, Iggy and Gino. Um, and Iggy is just, like, a teenager since he was five and is, like, king of the cools and, like, so and we we have like a handful of uh, trans friends and stuff, and so it's kind of like connecting dots and be like, that's kind of like me. And mm-hmm. uh, he was just like, okay, can I play on your phone now? Like, <laughs> just like didn't care, and but and has taken to like like they them pronouns uh, awesome. pretty pretty easily and like corrects folks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gino was six; he's now seven. Um, uh, just as like embarrassed by everything because he's <laughs> he's seven, so he's like I don't uh, like he's embarrassed when he has to like poop before we go to school. Like, oh, no. <laughs> like he's like shut the door, turn on the fan. Like okay, <laughs> like <laughs> so. I mean, uh, it's everything. Yeah, it's everything. <laughs> everything is embarrassing. Um, but I mean, he's super sweet and like I feel mm-hmm. we're pretty connected. So That's yeah, yeah. Um, I have two kiddos. Uh, they're almost 13 and 9. And uh, for them, it's like a, it's kind of more like the non-issue, like you mentioned, because it's just normal for them, you mm-hmm. know, that mm-hmm. I would um, 
talk about this kind of thing. They're used to it, you know. Uh, I haven't talked to them about they, them uh, pronouns, but we've talked about that they exist because I have some trans friends and some of them use they, them, you know, so they have questions, but it's all very, you know, academic. They don't really, they don't really connect the dots really, you know, to, to, you know, this is what mom thinks about or, you know, identifies as or stuff, stuff like that. But we have talked about what like gender queer is because they'll ask me point blank, you know, like, well, what would you put? What do you mean? There's not everyone's a male or a female and I challenge them and we have these conversations usually in the car you know to and from school that kind of thing and so you know for them it's just very black and white you know yeah. for the for the most part um, so it's more of a an occasional conversation you know like right. it doesn't really come up in the daily too much it's definitely shifted the way that I talk about myself though as a parent because as I've gone you know I grew up in a religious upbringing where it was really you know, it was really hammered home, you know, that this is like who you are eternally, you know, and it means something and God picked it and all that stuff. And so, you know, the fact that I physically birthed them was a big part of, you know, what my identity was when I was still like a believing, practicing religious person. And so it's been an interesting shift to come away from that. I still remember it. I, you know, I experienced a lot of different things, you know, across the the spectrum of emotions with all that, you know, it was good and bad and the ugly, all that stuff. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's weird to sometimes talk about being a mother and then also claim some sort of not exclusively female identity. I've had a lot of interesting comments from friends who just kind of don't, they haven't thought about it or maybe they just speak too quickly, uh-huh. you know? I've had a few people say things like, well, you don't want to become a man, do you? And it's very, like... Wow. I have no response to that. I don't know what you mean. Yeah, you know, like I can't even begin to unpack what that is. So, I don't. I don't know what you're asking. So it's been a little bit rough here and there. The way you ask that question is a very Uh like. There's a right answer here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And And it's it's, like I'm a betrayer, right? (laughs) Because there's this like feminist, you know, core Mm -hmm. where it's like. I'm abandoning that too. It's not just motherhood. It's also like all that equality stuff that I do mm-hmm. is now kind of being guarded by some people that I know as like, well, if you're not exclusively female, then now I kind of don't trust you oh, as wow. much as you're identifying with maleness or not femaleness, you know, wow. that that's as much as I think I'm going to push you away <laughs> at arm's length. You know, yeah. you don't get it anymore kind of stuff. Yeah. It's interesting. How does this how does this play in your lives uh, with romantic partners, spouses, uh, dating, anything like that? Um, well, <clears throat> my wife like has always been a queer woman as long as I've known her. It's like we we met in high school. Like uh, that's cute. And that's really yeah, it's like stupid. It's like fairy tale <laughs> stuff. <laughs> like <laughs> uh, cute. Yeah, right? It's like, of course, like, it's that, it's that weird story. But anyway, but, uh, so I've, like, always known her as that. Um, and, yeah, and she was the one who kind of, like, pinpointed it and was like, hey. Uh, and honestly, it, it, uh, it's it been, like, rad for us because she's like, oh, I f-, like, it was that thing. There was always something there. And she was just like, I finally, like, have you you're like there you're clear and it's like so that's really rad that's (laughs) That's amazing that's That's really beautiful 
You're super lucky. Wow. <laughs> Your wife is amazing, by the way. Yeah, she's like just that. a badass. Wow. I, oh yeah, we she's were, yeah. amazing. She's like, incredible. I was at a city budget hearing that she also testified at, and I was just like, she's the best. Like, <laughs> we were all like, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I guess my two major partnerships would be, you know, this ex-husband of mine, <laughs> who's like the father of my children, right? Like we. We share custody, and so we're on very good terms, which is really great. He's been really supportive of the whole coming out process. He's um, he's probably been to more pride stuff than I have, which is funny. <laughs> it's like him and his girlfriend are just like, we support you. And I'm like, I don't want to go outside. It's hot out there. I don't want to. <laughs> so it's just funny. He's like, he's, he's a big, you know. Uh, athlete, I guess you could say, and he runs in 5Ks and then, you know, like wow. does all these things. So he he signs up for everything queer that he possibly can to show oh, his support and he wears like great. rainbow shorts and sends me a picture. Oh my gosh. You I know, and he's like, I talk to the boys about it all the time. Don't worry, I'm doing my part. You know, it's just oh. cute. So that's good. And then uh, I've been with my partner now for, I think, five years we're coming up on. Nice. So it was one of those things where as soon as I stopped pretending with all of that shit, you know, <laughs> that I mentioned before with, you know, career parenthood the marriage i was in the belief system that i had all that stuff when i finally kind of came out of all of that and came out for all of the in all of those different ways i found the person i was looking for and so she's just really amazing and you know very shy so she's probably (laughs) upset that i'm even mentioning that she exists no No, she'll be okay (laughs) no but she's fantastic she's like become part of the family and uh, my kids really you know, see her as another parent, and it's really beautiful. I just feel like we kind of, we win. You know, we get more people, more adults that just care about my kids and support them, and no matter what they do, it's really amazing. Can you talk about, like, how have you experienced gender over your lifetime, whether it's with gender policing or expectations of gender or your own navigating your gender and expression? Yeah, I was mentioning uh, before I grew up in a, you know, a a very, I would call it like a devout religious household. Um, But it's sort of like, I can't really talk about it without also talking about the fact that it was like highly abusive. So (laughs) I just, you know, uh, trigger warning for anyone who's listening, right? So uh, my dad's a pedophile, and and he abused me and my sister, and so it's really difficult for me to get away from like, well, yes, they policed the gender, but they also kind of policed everything. You know right. what I mean? Like yeah. how to be a good person, how to be not in trouble, or you are in trouble, all those kinds of things. So you know, it was just like a lot of fear and anxiety for the most part. So I think that buried deep down in all of that was. You know, I don't think it's a surprise that I came out in my 30s is what I'm saying. There were so many layers to kind of, you know, peel off until I got to the I can be safe being who I am layer um, that I spent a lot of time experiencing gender when I was a kid as like, hey, you tell me what I'm supposed to be and I'll do it. You know, Mm -hmm. I just want to not go to hell and I just want to be okay, and I just want to be accepted. And so. I think I even really got the message of because I'd been like physically sexually abused by a male person that that was why I felt like I was different, Mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, that narrative and like no one ever says it outright, but they do make it pretty clear that it's like, oh, you're not really gay. You just think that 
Right. You can't trust men, right? Yeah. And so then yeah. I just tried even harder, right? Like to, <laughs> to date dudes and, you know, be super straight. So it didn't work. But it was it was quite the process, you know? Yeah. Boyfriends in high school and all that kind of thing. It was just always, I don't know. You mentioned before, L, about how it's like, you said the word I'm gay out loud, and you're like, ah, it's not quite right. That's kind of like, that's the feeling of it the whole time. I was like, am I performing this correctly? Mm-hmm. Am I supposed to like feel like this? Is this how normal people feel when they have like a boyfriend when they're 16, 17? Yeah. Is this how you're supposed to feel when you get engaged? Is this how you're supposed to feel when you like, you know, do the whole I want to get married thing? It was very like removed mm-hmm. from how I really felt. So there were constantly layers happening, you know, until years and years later. For me, thank you for sharing that. I know that's yeah. not like sure. it's not like an easy story to share. Sure, so, yeah. you know, I appreciate your sharing it and like trusting yeah. that that's a okay think, thing to do here. I think Absolutely. it's really important. You know, I think that I'm in this field now. I guess you could say, like I work in mental health and that kind of thing, and so I can't I can't ignore the fact that queer people growing up are at higher risk, you know, yeah. for all the things that I did actually experience. I'm like, I'm a statistic. That's what's happening. You know, <laughs> like, this sucks. But it's good because I think if I talk about it now, it, it makes people feel like, you know, you're not alone. Like right. there's a lot of people out there who feel the same way, you yeah. know. So yeah. I think it's important Yeah. to say yeah, these things out loud, you know. Absolutely. The stories yeah. are powerful. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I feel like uh, we have eerily <laughs> similar <laughs> stories. Um yeah. Well, I wasn't uh, sexually abused. My mom was pretty physically abusive mm-hmm. um, when we were younger. Um, and ba- basically, I she was abused as a kid, and I don't really remember her being that way until um, I had a sister die. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was, and basically, you know, we had just moved to Arizona. We didn't really know anybody besides my mom's family. Um, and, you know, they really, like, clung to their church community mm-hmm. who basically told her to pray about it. Mm-hmm. And she never, like, got help or anything. And it just was like a downward spiral thing. Eventually, like, my parents had taken us out of school and we were homeschooled for a long time and or would go to private school, private Christian schools for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a weird thing. Cause I feel like they were now like looking at my parents, I feel like they're doing the best with what they had, but they, they were never as conservative as the folks around them made them feel they had to be. If yeah. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Cause like I was hella nervous, like coming out to them because like, you know, I grew up that the earth was 3000 years old and I don't, and right. I I told them straight up I was like I don't even know if you believe that or if that's just the curriculum you gave me right. like I don't even know anything that you actually believe because we don't talk about stuff <laughs> oh. but like um <laughs> but yeah so it's like the, I grew up like in a really weird like Christian conservative sort of thing but then at the same time like um you know, we were always listening to like David Bowie and Prince and like <laughs> things like this around the house and like so the uh, traditional conservative Christian classics, right? <laughs> yeah, right. It's not and like I remember, like like uh, like one of the first songs I can remember as like a little kid. My dad was in England in the late seventies, and 
Um, so it was a lot of punk rock. And I remember like one of, one of the, I remember walking in the living room when I was like five years old singing the Stranglers. And it's like, that's so <laughs> like, like, whoa. <laughs> uh, but it's one of the first songs I learned on guitar. Cause it was like just a song I knew. Um, so there's like a weird mix of stuff there. Whereas like on one hand, like, all this stuff is cool. And then all, on the other hand, all this stuff is not cool. And like, uh, it was really kind of a mind fuck. I don't have a better word for it. Like, um, and you know, it's like, then I, as I was getting older and stuff, yeah, kind of like getting into like, okay, well now I'm the husband and now I'm the dad and like trying to really like latch onto those roles and, uh, just being, not bad at it because I like do love my wife and I do love my kids and I do try and do everything I can for them. But like just being bad at like the male version of that, I guess (laughs) the hyper male version. Um, like I would try, I would grow a like a depression beard where it was just like, it was like puffy and like, I didn't really care, but like, I, I don't know. I'm a man. I can have a beard if I want. Like, <laughs> like just pathetic looking. Like, and it's red, and it's like I don't know. <laughs> this is not what I yeah, <laughs> this is not where I wanted to be. <laughs> um, but yeah, but even like growing up, like uh, I would like I started getting into thrift stores when I was like 13, and like um, I would buy like old lady clothes, and my parents like thought it was great and i would always like chuck it up to be like oh yeah i'm an artist and i'm weird yeah, and that's fun and like yeah i'm just weird and it's like <laughs> not actually being like oh what's up you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like this you know uh but so they, they had like a uh it was a weird balance of like being very accepting but then also like i think mostly the people that they put in place in my life as sort of authority figures were very much not that and i think sometimes my parents would say stuff to be reflective of that community. Uh-huh. And I don't know that it's necessarily how they felt, but right. yeah, again, that was just kind of, it was really like weird and confusing to grow up like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about your journey and so I'm sort of wondering how the non-binary identity kind of evolved for you. Mm-hmm. Cause I think it, it's, it's one thing to be like, you know, for me, I thought like, oh, I'm trans. Like, I am real clear on what that means. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like both of you have been a little bit more of a journey on trying to figure out like what feels most comfortable and how do I, right. how do I fit that for me? I think being non-binary is uh, inherently, at least a little bit confusing because uh-huh. you're not you're not moving from one side of the binary to the other with a clear path you know you're just sort of like well that doesn't fit you know it's like it's like what Elle said before with you know I said the word out loud and I was like ah that's kind of how it was for me at first it was um well I'm I'm gay well yeah but it's not the only thing going on and you know you try all these different kind of words out to see what happens but I remember finally really settling on genderqueer and then I would get really mad if it wasn't an option in anything that I filled out I was like this is I'm being erased you know like just feeling really uh, protective of that because that was the best fit for me for a while and so then I just started using the word queer a lot you know Mm -hmm. that just seemed to be like the best umbrella kind of 
term for me to use in terms of a lot of things, you know. And so then I finally stumbled across what non-binary even was, you know, after I think I'd already been out for a while. And I was like, oh, it has a name. And I didn't understand how it all worked. You know, I feel like someone should have showed me the flow chart or something. So <laughs> I need to create it, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't, I don't know if it exists. But, yeah, so. I guess for me it was a bit of, like, I went with like they them feels really comfortable like right off the bat because it's like there's just so much to realize I guess if that makes sense um and going with something neutral well maybe is like playing it safe uh also like allowed me that freedom to just like not have to define things right off the bat um and really like just kind of yeah see see where i'm where i'm at in life and then it's funny i talked with my friend who um i hadn't seen in like 10 years we're like kind of instagram friends uh and then i came out and it was like pretty instantly we were like talking back and forth because they uh she moved away um and transitioned and then it was like oh like we're having this like all of a sudden we were chatting and uh she was really like give me that this advice it was just like just be bold just like fucking go for it and like you'll probably make mistakes and it's whatever like who cares yeah uh and so i went with the middle of the road they i don't know like, <laughs> i don't know what the point of that was but like just just like that that was like a a really like a uh, powerful moment for me was just like basically that like you can make the mistakes and like that and so that I think that really kind of made me feel okay about just being like okay I just feel okay with they them right now yeah. and like I can do I can try things out here there and whatever and yeah see what I'm comfortable with so yeah. I think that is a bold choice in a, in a world that wants a binary gender. It's a very bold choice. <laughs> yeah, though. for sure. That's it to say. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, you are brave. You yeah. are doing, you're being authentic to your gender experience. And yeah. That's what's important. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. In a world that wants to lecture you about yeah. how they is not a singular pronoun, yeah. literally every right. time. Right. Just right. Just like any grammatical stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm so tired of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Important thing. <laughs> right, right. Grammar, not your identity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Grammar matters. Yeah. Sort of building off of that, how do you navigate um, daily gender expression with your gender identity? Oh, that's that's a whole hoot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, for myself, it's like trying on different clothes and like just figuring out what clothes I even want to wear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, I finally like can have long hair. Not that I couldn't have, but you know what I mean? Like, I can have that, like, how do I actually take care of long hair? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because right now I got a ton of split ends, you know? (laughs) Um, And so, like, that sort of stuff. I'm, like, getting my uh, beard, like, laser removed. So there's, like, the, which is more complicated than I would have thought it would have been. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I guess yes and no. Like, it's not complicated. It's just, like, constantly taking care of your face so that mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. Uh, 
you don't get a sunburn and then like have to delay your <laughs> next treatment. So, you know, gotcha. right. all that kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, I guess fairly minimal, but it's kind of just picking and choosing you <laughs> the little battles along the way right now for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it's really tied up in, um, ugh, I don't even know how to give context for this. So like, you know, I grow up Mormon and I'm supposed to be a stay at home mom and I'm supposed to be like super happy doing that. And I'm not mm-hmm. supposed to want anything more than that and all this kind of thing. Well, then, you know, my kids get older and I don't want to have more of them, right? Mormons are supposed mm-hmm. to have like, you know, 10 kids. Haha, <laughs> I'm kidding, but not really. And so it's like, <laughs> I have two and I'm done, you know, and it's like, okay, well, now what? How do I. How do I navigate going back to school and, you know, what do I do and all this kind of thing. So for me, it's like it all lined up with, you know, going into the workforce really for the first time, you know, like I'd never really had a serious job or thought about a career because that had never really been available to me in my mind until I'd already had kids and, you know, was contemplating a divorce. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's really tied up in like, what are the what's the dress code where I work? because that's where I'm going to be eight hours a day. And so then what do I do with that? Mm-hmm. What kind of like hairstyles can, can I get away with? With what kind of conversations am I, am I comfortable having to defend that decision? And, you know, all this kind of thing. So, you know, it's just awkward. And then also, you know, like I'm a, I'm a fat person. And so then it's like, okay, well, I have to find clothes that I even want to wear. But mm-hmm. also in terms of like what's going to actually work for my body. You know, what do I feel comfortable in? Yeah. And so <clears throat> it's just kind of all over the place for me it's it's really i liked how you said it l because it's like you just try stuff on you know like you just try things on and i don't feel like i have like a set i know for sure this is what's going to work for me you know i'm in like work clothes right now and it's clearly like pretty like more on the feminine side and that's i feel a little bit more comfortable you know on the on the feminine side of the spectrum i guess you could say but even so like i've just had to figure out well, how much? And, mm. you know, how, how much can I push this without getting talked to by someone <laughs> yeah. and having an, an awkward conversation, you know, right. about like, your haircut's not really appropriate. And I'm kind of wondering, like, well, is it not appropriate because you're not sure what box to put it in? Is it actually against the dress code? Right. Is it because of the color or the cut? Is it because you think it looks bad on my, like, fat head? Like, what's like what judgment is happening here? Right. And I always mm. have to, like, sift through all of that yeah. to figure it out. And so I, I'm glad that I ended up at a, at a job where I haven't had any crap like that happen because <laughs> before I did, you know, so yeah. I just didn't stay there. So I guess I just think so much about it at work and then at home, I'm just, you know, like Crocs are comfortable. So I wear those, you know, <laughs> too. they're stupid, but they feel like little clouds. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess that's my, my, my gender expression is Crocs or something. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who can't be, get behind little clouds? <laughs> right? That sounds yeah. pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. My gender expression is little clouds. <laughs> I mean, I... well, and I'm gonna I'm gonna mm. really put it out there because I have pink ones and I love pink. And this is this is actually something I've thought of a couple times while we've been talking. Like, I really like really girly things sometimes. I really like sparkles, and pink, and all this kind of thing. And I'm like, that means that I'm not really right. And you get into your head about it. Like, uh-huh. well, that means I I can't really be. Who, who I say I am because I like all this girly shit. Mm. And it's like, no, I can like that stuff and then I can do whatever the fuck I want with yeah. all that other stuff. Yeah. 
And so I have these pink Crocs that I wear for for real, you know, at home. And my partner calls them uh, my Jigglypuffs because we play we play Pokemon Go, <laughs> and Jigglypuffs are pink, and so we have names for them and everything. It's ridiculous. It really is like walking on clouds. Yeah. That's awesome. It's pretty That's great. Yeah. So it's been mostly things like that. You know, what can I wear in all these different intersecting things going on? You know, in my life yeah. and living in the desert. It's really hot. So. True. Yeah. Yeah. You know, lots of shorts. <laughs> it's also that, like, even for our community and how, like, aware we are about gender and the restrictions of gender, that there are still things that we're like, oh, no, that's totally a girl thing. Right. right. Or that's totally <laughs> right. a boy thing. And right. It's like, yeah. like, the idea that sparkles and pink right. are totally girl things. I'm and not so, allowed anymore. And so you're not allowed to do that right. because you identify in this non-binary space. It's mm-hmm. also like, mm-hmm. but who decided that sparkles were girly? Yes. Right. So I'm fighting with myself in my head all the time. I'm yeah. like, fuck it, I love sparkles. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so. I would argue that out of the pride parade, there are <laughs> yeah. as many sparkles on know, gay men. Right. Yeah. As so, there are on anyone else. I feel okay. like we're embracing it. Fair enough. Yeah. Sparkles, so, do it. Pink good. is for everyone, you yeah. know? Yeah. Exactly. Go for it. Sometimes wearing a skirt, <laughs> it's just nicer when yeah. it's hot out. Yeah, when it's hot out. Yeah, exactly. You want it real to hot. flow. Yeah. yeah. I have Some never experienced this. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> I have never experienced that wearing a skirt is nice. No. <laughs> I love it. What has your experience been with other trans folks? Um, have trans folks been welcoming? Have been, you know, embracing of you, your identity, and just as a part of the larger trans community? Or, mm-hmm. um, yeah, can you speak to that a little bit? I think that I think that I'm always afraid that because I I'm not transitioning mm-hmm. and I'm not moving from one side to the other, right. that I'm not trans enough. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I I, I actually feel physically nervous right now. <laughs> about it because it's so new you know like i know that it's fine here but i I worry i don't want to take being trans from people who like solidly know that that's you know their identity and that's what that's what is meaningful to them i don't want to like cheapen that in some way but then i also feel like i'm kind of hiding or i'm not really there or something like that and so i think what i do is i just talk to other non-binary people or people Mm -hmm. who kind of like give me the hint that they understand that particular thing. And I'm like, ah, you're safe to talk to. Okay, cool. That's, Uh I can just like be who I am. And, but you know, I have all this fear-based stuff from all that religious stuff from before. So just working through all that all the time. But yeah, yeah, I think that that's what I run into the most. I just worry that it's like, I'm not trans enough because I'm not Mm. talking about um, the things that go along with transitioning or the things that go along with me clearly changing my wardrobe or something like that. You know, it's not, easy for people to see or to understand. And so I just don't talk about it. So I'm immediately intimidated by like everybody. So (laughs) we we get like, we have the, at the Coronado, you know, we get quite a few trans folks that come in and I'm always intimidated. I always like see folks and like, Oh, (laughs) Uh, but I mean, everybody that like I've, you know, met along the way has, you know, just been like super sweet and like super supportive. And, uh, that's really awesome. And I, it's like, it's a little frustrating to like have like, now we have two restaurants actually, but now, now we have like the two spots and it's like, I can never go to the events. (laughs) It's like kind of like (laughs) hoping that folks can like come to me and then like, 
maybe having the nerve to say like, what's up? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I, the community has been awesome. Uh, I guess I wish I had a little more <laughs> nerve to like go up and like embrace it back, I guess. I don't know if that makes sense. And like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely. I was going to say, like, I sometimes have this experience too, where like for the most part in the world, I'm read as a man, like at, almost like a cisgender man at this point. Like I, mm-hmm. a lot of times people don't like when they look at me, they don't, that like it doesn't even occur to them. And right. so sometimes I'll see other trans people out in the world who are either non-binary or more like almost like engaging in some gender fuckery or whatever. And I'm like, I want to go up to them and be like, oh my gosh, you're my people. And I'm like so happy that you're yeah. like out here being you. Yeah. That makes me really weird though. And so <laughs> like, <laughs> like, but how will that come off? I don't know. I just so, lean into it. Just, you know, like, when I met L, I was like, oh my gosh, L's so cool. And then like, like two days later, I went to Coronado. I was like, <laughs> hi, hi, how are you? Like, like a big goober? I want to be your friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true because this is what I hear most of the time, and I'm so afraid. But then I'm like, everyone's really just like, hi, I see you. Yeah, exactly. You know, like you're amazing. Yeah. So it's just funny. It's a it's a weird thing to be on the other side though. Like where it used to be, like I was walking through the world in a in a very like genderqueer like Mm -hmm. my representation was very obviously queer and so other queer people would see me and like it would be the nod right yeah like i see you you see me like yeah like we both know what we're doing here Mm -hmm. and now i'm like i see you and they're like who are you right white white dude what do you want (laughs) yeah (laughs) so it's a i you know i i can i can see how that would be like not that like trying to find that connection would sometimes feel overwhelming. Like, how do I even navigate that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So are y'all familiar with this idea of adding an X to the end of a gendered? So Latin X is one of the, mm-hmm. right. one of the ways. So, yeah. um, as you know, navigating this non-binary space, you know, wondering if you could talk about what that means to you or your experiences with that. I think it's awesome. Um, I don't really know. Like I know a, a lot of language, uh, a lot of languages are are very gendered, mm-hmm. um, and so it's rad to see that that's happening. I don't know like yeah. how much it's ha- happening outside of our circles because that's I mean that's just kind of the circles I know. Right. Uh, but it's cool. It's really awesome to see it happening, and I hope it's embraced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it's like you know people get uncomfortable and so then they get defensive and they don't want to do it so it ends up being like a punchline or you know things Uh like that but you know i just try to remember whether it's something that affects me personally or someone else you know what must that feel like like i talked to before about how it's like anytime there's not a genderqueer box to check i'm like Uh what the the fuck Uh i'm not i'm here you know and i just think that it's it's that way you know you have to you have to create that space on purpose. It's not just going to happen. You know, it's just, it's going to constrict and it's going to keep people out. And so I think that it's these really simple things like adding the X on the end and, and, you know, getting away from binary kinds of things that, that really end up letting people step up and be who they really are, feel more comfortable or feel more seen or things like that. So yeah, I hope it continues to happen and just sort of becomes a tipping point at some point where everyone just thinks, can you believe that we used to not think this was important? Yeah. You know, yeah. and everyone's yeah. just on board. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping that'll happen at some point because I think it's really important to 
give that to people. Absolutely. What are some other ways you can think of to, like, expand our language or our community Mm -hmm. to include non-binary people in a more, like, obvious and intentional and meaningful way? I use they a lot on purpose. Mm -hmm. Like... I'm I for my work I do a lot of note writing, right? Like I'm a I'm a therapist, so I'm writing notes all the time and I use they on purpose all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. And I just think of it as like another layer of anonymity to where it just it really provides like why do we even need to know? Why does it need to yeah. be client is a female da 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 da? Like that doesn't matter to me. And so I just I really take a strong stance on that in terms of like what I do on the daily with my work. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, you know, I just try to use it as much as I can when I'm talking about anyone because it's so prevalent all the time you know Mm. he she he she all the time and so I just try to use they as much as possible that's one thing I think people can do you can just practice I remember being really bad at it for a long time (laughs) and I think I even misgendered someone earlier when we were talking and I you know you just have to like move along be like oh it's they you know just change it to the way it needs to be so I try to do that yeah I for me, that's the same sort of thing. It's mm-hmm. just, like, consciously, like, they, them um, mm-hmm. as much as possible, which has been, like, um, sort of a learning curve because so much, <laughs> especially, like, like I grew up in Glendale, and it's just, like, very skate bro culture, and so, like, mm-hmm. everybody's dude, everybody's bro. <laughs> right. I still do that, like, constantly. Uh, and, like... Uh, so it, making a conscious effort to use they, them pronouns, um, just like across the board, unless, you know, someone specifically said, Hey, call me right. this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, just trying to make it more conscious. Cause then, and now it's like to a point where that's, uh, more natural. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I think, yeah, just putting it out, like once it feels natural and like, even if to someone who maybe isn't as familiar with those ones, you feel natural saying it, they hear it naturally. And mm-hmm. so it, you know, hopefully kind of seeps in. <laughs> Thank you both so much for coming and sharing with us and telling us your stories and being so open and honest and vulnerable in that. Um, I think that, I think that that is a powerful, powerful way that folks can understand what's, you know, what's happening for someone they might not have access to meeting in general. Yeah. On today's Ally Moment, we want to talk about something that's happened to both of us um, and that we know happens to a lot of other trans folks. Um, So sometimes uh, a well-meaning friend, family member, or someone in the community will come up to us and um, say, you know, as a compliment um, that they would never know we were trans or we've transitioned so well. Um, And while we recognize that that's a very well-intentioned uh it's coming from a well-intentioned place um it's how it lands doesn't doesn't always fit into the compliment box yeah so it's this is something that is actually not a compliment um and it it it's it lands that way for a couple of reasons i think the biggest one is that there's an unsaid message there that is I would never know that you're not a real man. Right. Um, and so when you compliment someone on their transition, um, whether it's 
like, oh, you've transitioned so well, or oh, I would have never known you weren't trans, or or I never, I would never would have known you were trans, or you know, any of anything sort of in that vein. What's happening is that the person who's trans is is hearing that, and it's a reminder that we have had to do a lot of work to transition. Um, and so then that brings forward all these questions like, am I performing gender? Like, is it that what it is that I'm performing gender really well? Or like, oh, I do they think that I'm faking it? Right. And so even though it's well-intentioned, oftentimes it lands um, really, really not well. Right. Um, there are many things that you can say instead, um, depending on what you're trying to say um, or what you're trying to compliment depending on what you're trying to compliment about that person, you've got a lot of options. Um, something like, I love the sound of your voice or you're moving through the world with so much confidence. Now, um, those are both really lovely things that you can say to someone. Um, if that fits in with how you're experiencing them. Yeah. I mean, you can do, I love that haircut or that shirt fits you really nicely. Um, or you could just like, I love spending time with you. Absolutely. Um, you could also, Say things like, you have incredible posture. You really make me laugh. Um, I can tell you've been lifting, bro. <laughs> Any number of things. <laughs> uh, just to compliment generally how that person is moving in the world, how, they, um, how happy they are being their authentic selves. Yeah. Um, and also, like, you look really happy yeah. is an amazing compliment. Absolutely. Um, I don't know that I'd ever heard somebody say that to me until after I had transitioned and it, it felt like such an amazingly genuine compliment that really, um, that really called into, uh, notice how I was feeling about how I was presenting in the world. Right. So there's so many ways, um, to compliment trans folks. And we just want to remind you and, you know, in this sense, um, in these compliments that aren't really compliments, um, we want to ask everyone to not comment, compliment or comment on trans bodies um, in spite of their transness. Um, there's so much about being trans that is wonderful in our lives. And so you don't have to uh, comment or compliment us in spite of our transness, but because of who we are. Yep. Um, so, you know, keep doing great work allies. Uh, we know uh, we've heard from a whole bunch of you that these ally moments are helpful um, and that you like them. And so we will continue doing them. Uh, and we hope this one has been helpful as well. Thanks for listening. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any new episodes. Our music is by Skylar Kurgle. Check him out at SkylarKurgle.com where you can see what he's up to and link to all his social. We want to hear from you. You can connect with us on TransformPod.com or on Facebook at TransformPod. We appreciate your questions and feedback. Email us at transformpod at gmail.com. We really encourage your thoughtful and positive feedback. If you disagree with us, that's fine, but we will not engage in any name-calling or dehumanizing talk, so just don't do it. Thanks for going beyond the transition with us. Please tell me a story.